Welcome to Observe and Retort. Hello. <laughs> what is that voice? I don't know. Oh, it's the wine. I love oh. that when we do the remote episodes, people can just hear you starting to giggle. Like In person, <laughs> you can handle holding in the laughter <laughs> until at least. Because I have no idea what's going on and I'm just looking at your face and you're like feeling that instrumental. <laughs> I'm like, yes, get into it. <laughs> Welcome to the show. My name is David Henry. I'm Luna Stjanubu. And this is the final episode of 2020. Mm-hmm. Of Observe and Retort. That's true. Of Observe and Retort. No, I was thinking yeah. of the whole thing as a TV show. Um, <laughs> we're just... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we need a TV show. <laughs> Next step. 2021. Here we go. No. No, no, nobody want to see that. Nobody want to see that. <laughs> so, this yes. week we're going to bring you, uh, rather than news from the previous week, unless, yeah. unless someone sneaks a little bit of news from the previous Ooh. weekend, but in general, what we're going to bring mm. you is news that we missed from the whole year. Yeah. Some great stories we yeah. that we felt needed some more attention. Whether yeah. that's because they were from before we started recording episodes. Maybe. Or we just missed them. There's a few that, at least on my part, a few that I saw and was like, I'm just not really sure. And since there have been updates, and it's like, yes, that absolutely is one of the greatest stories of 2020. Let's talk about it. <laughs> um, Let's talk about uh Yeah. But wait, so before we get into it all. Okay. I'm just, I'm curious, David, how was Christmas and everything? How did it, what did you do? (laughs) I want to hear it. People want to hear what the fuck. What did you do? No one wants to hear about my life, Luna. Of course, uh, we need to know what's hiding behind that sweet accent of yours. So (laughs) creepy. I had a lovely Christmas. That was super creepy. I had a lovely Christmas. I spent it here in That's Denmark, nice. of course, because where else would you go? Where else would you go? Right? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, I went to Holbeck. Oh, <laughs> that's a place. <laughs> <laughs> the tone of your voice is going to make it sound like Holbeck's a super fancy place to go to. It's the not, Danes are going to be like, a- I mean, it's it's not a nasty place to go to, but it's it's a good town. Yeah. It's a lovely because town. Because they're very, they're leftist. Like, they have the youngest mayor in Denmark. They do have the youngest yeah, mayor Yeah, they Denmark. have some shit together. That's yes. very nice. I wouldn't mind living there. Yes. <laughs> I'm 30 now. I'm so 30. <laughs> like, I could go to this little place. Yeah. What did you do for Christmas? <sighs> oh, I... okay. This sounds much more intense. <laughs> uh, I, um, no, I went to see my, uh, my family, uh, in Baile. And uh, I got to see my niece, which is lovely. She's a fucking hurricane and it's difficult to keep up, but she's adorable. And uh, I love uh, going home again because <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs> so sue me. Um, so yeah, that was, it was, it was, it was, uh, yeah, that was what it was. And now I'm at the summer house again with uh, my partner and his parents. Yes. So. 
Yes, that's how we do it. <laughs> okay, now summer houses now are also I got my little, summer yeah. houses are just like such a Danish thing. So for oh, all is. of our yeah, all these people just having second homes. What the fuck, Denmark? What the fuck? I mean, what are you gonna do about it? Well, yeah, it's very much our parents' generations. Yeah, can do these things. Yes. It's not really that available to well maybe for so like i would love to have a first home that would i would love to have a first home that would be (laughs) great like that's priority number one getting that down and then i'll start thinking about about a summer home (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna take over this place at some point because also this house has been in the family for i don't know how many decades like like jens's grandparents had this place when there were no trees around at all and now there's trees everywhere like woods and shit so it's been oh it's been here for a while i love that you count time in trees that's <laughs> <laughs> wait people don't do that <laughs> it's like it's like a whole tree ago oh my god i'm 30 Boys. rings old <laughs> yeah that's how it's how we do it in denmark anyway anyway so i'm i'm having a nice time with my glass of wine in uh in my mother-in-law's little creative space she has in one of the rooms it's very nice it sounds it's cute a perfect space it sounds it's like the nice. perfect podcasting environment i mean maybe i need a bunch of egg trays around to pick up some sound but other than that yeah it's pretty good it's pretty good eh. also i could use a little higher like i put a book under my laptop so that all all you would see wasn't just my chin, you know? I mean, but our audience can't like see it, it anyway, so. I know, but I can see I appreciate the chin. <laughs> I should have written something let's have, on it. Let's have like, more chin. Hello, David. No, okay. <laughs> you can't handle the me. Okay. <laughs> How many people have you seen who's not your family in the last? <laughs> I'm going crazy. It's not many, is it? It's not many. I miss my chosen family, but um, I will see them soon. Uh, five days, probably. and Five days, I, I will be home. It's going to be... Like, I'm really enjoying the beach and the, like, the quiet and the people cooking for you. And, oh, my God. Hashtag bless, you know? But I also miss just being able to be in my own space and not being in somebody else's space all the time and being like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, um, no, I'll go over here. Should I help with anything? No, uh, I'll take, okay, I'm sorry. Is it okay if I read? I'm just going to read in the corner. It's fine. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Okay, it's fine. You know, I'm very chill. Not anxious at all. Uh, Yeah, just hearing that stressed me out. (laughs) I feel like I need a break. I feel like this is the end of the the episode and we'll just take a new one (laughs) Thanks for listening. It was so wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So- but as I know all of this is also a lot in my head because it doesn't have to be like this. But when you're a child of um, special family, you know, <laughs> then you, you become a little anxious and afraid that you're just annoying people, you know? No, you don't know. It's fine. I've, I've never <laughs> experienced that. No. Never, ever no. in my life. Uh, I am mm-hmm. perfect and golden in every you're- way. <laughs> And I am a gift to the people around me. Yes. You're welcome, world. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And we thank you for that, David. 
I mean, what? How do we? I thank me too. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh my god! Speaking of me too. Oh my god! I was oh, sitting no. on the Christmas table, and I don't know how we got there. Do you want to start? Do you want to go first with what I... you picked out from this year? Well, I have a I have three stories that's yeah. under a theme. Because I think this week, there's something that we, not this week, this year, <laughs> there is something that the world hasn't talked enough about. Oh, what is Do that? you know what's really been missing from the global conversation? Mr. Racism. Pineapples. Oh. Racism has been missing. For, now, wait, before everyone <laughs> turns off the podcast, okay? Well, I'm specifically talking about, specifically <laughs> talking about... Is there has not been enough recognition that sometimes racism is fucking hilarious. That is what we've been missing in 2020. And I think we desperately need more of it. God, I'm happy that you're saying this. Just, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Look, obviously okay. I get it. Racism is <laughs> bad, guys. <laughs> oh. You have to say it, David, or people are going to be confused. Oh, but I <laughs> I need to point out, sometimes racism is fucking hilarious. And I say this okay. as someone who has I'm suffered racism. And I've also suffered hilarious racism. So I should have really, I, I've just Ooh, thought of this. Were these personal anecdotes? Because no. I would love that more than the news. <laughs> I have one personal anecdote that's from a while ago, which I've just thought about. So I'm probably going to tell really, really badly, but I've just awesome. connected it in my head. But I used to work in a bar in Copenhagen and I mm -hmm. had an, an, there was a lot of old British and Danish men who would say plenty of ignorant yeah. shit, including the owner of the bar. And or he generally was not, he was not like a lot of the older Danish or British men. Mm. He didn't say a lot of shit that was openly racist. But what he did say once, and this is such okay. a confusing story to tell, but we had to get some work boots and we were all trying on these work boots so we could get the right size. Uh -huh. And the tester sample that they'd sent to us, one size was like three sizes smaller than the other. Okay. And when I tried them on, I immediately noticed this and I pointed it out. And my manager had apparently also tried them on, but not noticed that they were three sizes different to each other. And at the Christmas party, the, man, the owner said about this incident, the black man realized and the white man didn't, the world is upside down. Which, yes, what? obviously racist. What does that even mean? But I think we also need to recognize how fucking hilarious that is. The idea that he thinks because of the color of my skin, I should have a different level of feeling in my feet. And that That's means... so <laughs> weird. What? The fact that I had better feeling in my feet means the world is upside down is... That's just weird enough to be fucking hilarious. Obviously racist, but also <laughs> yeah. hilarious. But also confusing. Like, I'll be so confused. What? And that is the what? kind of situation that I just want to spend. I want to bring you three stories, two about okay. racists and one about an anti-racist, which are, in my opinion, 
fucking hilarious. Oh my God, bring it on. Yes. So. Let's do this. We're going back in June when there were some very serious conversations about racism around the world. And we're mm-hmm. going to Yale University's astronomy department. Where at Yale University, there were a lot of protests. And there were a, a big discussion about entrenched racism in the university Mm. as a response richard larson a senior professor (laughs) expressed doubts that entrenched racism existed in their department by pointing out that they had hired a single black employee in 1985 Back no. in 1985, the no. Yale <laughs> University Astronomy Department hired well, we did our part. <laughs> Ella Green, an administrative support oh <laughs> member of staff. God. And as a response to any comment that they may have entrenched racism, Richard Larson <laughs> stated in an email to the whole department on the day of a strike. We haven't seen many Ella Greens, but Ella was an ambitious and self-made person and she didn't receive and didn't need any special help for black people. She oh did it by God. herself. So that's the, black people was the end of the quote. But yeah, Ella Green, <laughs> she's out there doing it for herself. She doesn't need any help. She doesn't need you to see her as, as black or white. They interviewed a bunch of candidates I, and they recognized that Ella Green, this one office Despite manager <laughs> she was the standout candidate and so they they were able to look past her race but she was the only the only one the only one she's the only one also professors they must have some black professors what the fuck it's not at the astronomy department <laughs> 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 what yeah what um whatever whatever you want to say about deeply entrenched systemic racism he continued ella was not defeated by it subtly implying maybe you guys shouldn't be either maybe you should pull yourselves up yeah yeah just ella wasn't bothered were you Oh, honey. I love it. I love it as a defense. I think it's <laughs> I fucking great. We hired one black person in 1985 <laughs> and they were great. And why can't you guys be as good as them? Yeah. Ella Green is fucking Rosa Parks out here. And we should all be Rosa Parks. And anyone who's not, clearly not good enough. Yeah. You should all just be happy and grateful. Maybe then that yeah. you would get the job. Ugh. He sounds swell. He also says, sorry, this is, this is just another little quote from, from Mr. Larson. Um, while he wrote that Green's predecessor worried about how it would work out if there was only one black person in the department, Ella Green proved very capable, just as we had been told, and it all worked out fine. Who was telling them? Like this, this is so <laughs> racist, <laughs> like, but also this... hilarious. Come on, we can all recognize that it's oh fucking hilarious. God. As a defense, it's great. I'm, I respect it. Yes, I love it. He's a dickhead. But I have <laughs> so I'm glad. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad that he decided to say this out loud because so many people would stay silent in their idiocy, and this man 
Yale University is one of the best universities in the world. on himself, yeah. <laughs> and I, I love when people great. tell on themselves. It's very entertaining. Yeah. Uh, he also said that... Uh, <laughs> I just need to find <laughs> this uh, exact... This oh, no. He pointed out mm. uh, for anyone who, who was not aware... That the lack of black students and faculty members at the astronomy department was because they were less interested in the physical sciences compared to the social sciences. It's not about racism in the department, he assured us. They're just, black people care more about social issues. He, I quote, black scholars gravitate towards the social sciences by, w- by w- which by their nature deal with the social context in which they find themselves. So black people like to focus on racism because they experience racism, and that explains why we've got no black people in our department. There's no hidden Uh, subtext here. There's no context in which they might Mm -hmm. be more welcome in social departments. None of that. It's just... nailing it. Yeah. Yeah. Just winning all over. So that was my first story about some fucking hilarious racism. <laughs> like, I mean, I think little, we just uh, I think we have to like make a campaign so that black people will get interested in I think in we need space, a campaign for man. more funny yeah. racism. Like, come on guys, let's swap fucking killing people and instead say yeah. mm, Sounds like the black uh, guy's fault. <laughs> and so uh, that takes us to New Jersey. Okay. Where one school superintendent <laughs> one school superintendent would have a lot to say about the Yale Astronomy Department. Um, sure, sure, who wouldn't? Dr. Nathan Parker said that he has no problem with racist teachers as long as it doesn't disrupt instruction. Wait, he has no problem with racist teachers? Yes. As, as long, long as, as it, it doesn't, doesn't disrupt instruction. Now, okay. at that point of the sentence, I can almost, almost accept it. If theoretically, do I think it's possible in practice? No, but if theoretically someone holds private racist beliefs, but it doesn't disrupt instruction, but they treated everyone the same, if that was possible, then that of course- possible. Yeah, no, we get that, Luna, but just calm down. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna we're gonna build up to it. It's worth it. Let's accept the premise at okay, this point because okay, okay. it's gonna get he's better. Super cool and not racist at all, even though he's racist. Yeah, continue. <laughs> so, he said, "What I attempted to speak about was the inevitable presence of bias in the school environment and how it can be addressed and reduced through strong educational systems and hiring practices. I do not support or condone racism in any form." It is regrettable that my comments were heard to mean the opposite. And in that context, that all sounds wonderful. I agree, Dr. Nathan Parker. I also do not support and condone racism in any form. I'd also like to talk about the inevitable presence of bias in the school environment and how it can be addressed. Everything that you've just said is great. Please stop there. But Dr. Nathan Parker did not stop there. He did not. He did not. He did not. Mm-mm. Parker, who reportedly made the comments on at least two separate occasions, didn't apologize for his comment. Instead, he apologized for how the comment was interpreted. Of course. That's what they fucking do. 
I'm sorry, you'll feel that way, y'all. My response was interpreted as supporting racism in teachers. I want to reiterate tonight that I in no way support racism in any form. Okay, still good, Dr. Nathan Parker, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) He continued that he felt comfortable around black people because he grew up in a dairy farm where his family employed four black families. No, oh honey, no, stop there. No, no, stop talking. No, no. Oh, He's no. had so many wonderful, good black workers. I have, I have black friends. I'm not racist. It's better I than I have black race. friends. He didn't even claim he has black friends. His it's family. True. His he employed Papa black had people. black staff. And let me tell you, they were excellent workers. <laughs> God, God darn it. And we hired them even though, despite of all the stuff that we don't, say out loud and definitely won't condone, but very much was there in our heads. No, no, no. So this was back in, I mean, this happened on a few, this was back in January and February. Mm. And after his defense of... (laughs) What happened? I employed several (laughs) black people. Some black parents see you right now because it's a joy. It's a joy. Some black parents were not super delighted. What? Yeah, they didn't like that. So they went to the next board meeting. They they complained. They said he should resign. They said that was a pretty shitty excuse and a non-apology. And when they attended the next board (laughs) meeting, for the first time in fifteen years. There were police at the school board meeting who proceeded to arrest black parents who said, "Uh, maybe he should resign. That's a real shitty apology. Again, obviously this is horrible, but you just have to admit that there's several layers of entertainment in someone genuinely believing that a great defense after you've on multiple occasions said i've got nothing wrong with racist teachers to say of course i've got nothing wrong with black people papa used to hire them and then (laughs) when other people point out how bullshit that is you get them arrested if the, yeah, in isolation, that's hilarious. But the fact that these people are in power and this is our system and culture, it's really Let's not, not... Talk, look, look, no, in 2020, I feel like we've talked about that enough, <laughs> Luna. Let's talk about just how fucking hilarious it is. This is, is a oh, sitcom God. that just hasn't been made yet. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's gold for people like comedy writers and shit. You write that shit down, take some notes. Oh God! So that is my wow. two stories about wow. some some racists. Um, that's hilarious. But I'm not done. Uh, In case someone would dare to call me one-sided, how dare they? I I don't want to seem like I'm, you know, horrifically one-sided against racists. So let me bring you a story. Oh no! What are we doing now? of an anti-racist that is at least almost as funny okay let's do it to protest colonialism he takes artifacts from museums 
Okay, who is this person? So this is about an activist, Mwazulu Diabanza. He is from the Congo and okay, he lives- Okay, if you were about to tell me he was white, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> If he was white, then he's clearly renamed himself. Um, yes. <laughs> he lives in Paris and his personal protest against the colonial stealing of artifacts is yeah, to huh? walk into museums and oh to take God. them back. That's fucking hilarious. It is hilarious in a few different ways. <laughs> so so let me tell you a bit more about him. <laughs> so early one afternoon in June, the Congolese activist, Mwazulu Diabanza, walked into the Kwai Branly Museum in Paris. It houses treasures from France's former colonies and he bought a ticket. Together with four associates, he walked around the Paris Museum's African collections, reading the labels and admiring the treasures on show. Okay. Yet what started as a standard museum outing soon escalated into a raucous demonstration as Mr. Diabanza began denouncing colonial era cultural theft while a member of his group filmed the speech and live streamed it via Facebook. With another member's help, he then forcefully removed a 19th century wooden funerary post from a region that is now in Chad or Sudan and headed for the exit. Museum guards stopped him before he could leave. This is not the only act that Mr. Diabanza has done in 2020. A month later, in Marseille, he seized another artifact from the Museum of African, Oceanic, and Native American Arts uh, before being halted by security. And he also took a Congolese funeral statue from the African Museum in Bergendal in the Netherlands. And wow. he went to the Louvre, which is a place I've never been able to say, <laughs> uh, in Paris. Uh-huh. And he also uh, live-streamed an attempt at, at stealing back an artifact there. Wow. So he's been that busy in 2020. Guts. It that does take some balls. Um, it really yeah. does. Uh, yeah, it does. I've got a few quotes from him. Yes. <laughs> and I'm going to get a bit more into the... <laughs> so he said... The fact that I had to pay my own money to see what had been taken by force, this heritage that belonged back home where I come from, that's when the decision was made to take action. He described the Quibranley as a museum that contains stolen objects. There is no ban on an owner taking back his property the moment he comes across it. So <laughs> I can see you nodding along and you being like... I mean I understand it's more complicated, but in a way it's, it's like, is, I mean, they fucking took it. And <laughs> I mean, how is that? I mean, how is that better? I mean, I mean, I possibly, I appreciate what this man is. is it's saying. fucking hilarious. I respect it. Uh, very much. Um, so. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I mean, fuck the colonizer. Like, I, I just, I'm just like, I think it's a it's a good way to start the. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a few more details and then I'm gonna push Bring back a little on. bit. So <laughs> the pushback. Uh, because a few more details I think uh, are 
supportive of his actions. So, mm-hmm. President Emmanuel Macron pledged in 2017 to give back much of Africa's heritage that was held by France's museums. And he commissioned two academics to draw up a report on how to do it. That report was published in 2018. And it said any artifacts that were taken from sub-Saharan Africa in colonial times should be permanently returned if they were taken by force or presumed to be acquired through inequitable conditions and if their countries of origin asked for them. Following that, only 27 restitutions have been announced Mm -hmm. and only one of them has actually been returned. Oh, okay. So clearly not that much is happening, even though it's been agreed that a lot should Should happen. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, Ms. Diabanza <laughs> said, anywhere that our artworks and heritage are locked up, we will go and get them. So. Yeah, go get it. Like, <laughs> also, as a, uh, he has a team of lawyers who have argued that it's not thievery, it's a political protest. They've pointed to a, a precedent with... Uh, Oh, I've forgotten the name. Um, Femin, Femin, the uh, protest, Russian protest, feminist protest group. They destroyed okay. a, a statue of Vladimir Putin. Nice. And a French court ruled their behavior a political protest. So it was not illegal. Okay. Okay. And he has a team of lawyers who are arguing this. And one of them said, if there are any thieves in this case... They're not on this side of the bar. They're on the mm. other side. Spitting some fire. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, where is the lie? Where is the Which I lie? get all of that and I respect all of that and I find this protest fucking hilarious. Do not bring a button here. <laughs> but. Bring the butt. Bring the butt. Okay, so my first thing, the first thing that he took he reclaimed items that are from Chad or Sudan. He's from the Congo. Mm-hmm. If we're incredibly generous, that's 500 kilometers away. It's probably 1,000 kilometers away. <laughs> it's pretty questionable for him to say that he's reclaiming things for his... Uh, this is what I thought in the first case. But, you know... And then I found out he's a Pan-African. So he believes that he genuinely believes Africa should be a country. He thinks that every American 14-year-old white girl who gets a bit nervous is correct. Africa is a country. It should all be united. Just so people won't be so confused anymore and can just be told, yes, it is a country. He believes that Africa was split up by uh, colonialism and should be united and should all be together, which I see what he's trying to say. I mean, there's a few thoughts that I have. Okay. Yes. Did colonialism draw a lot of lines in the wrong place? Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone who's not called Sykes or Picot thinks that the lines are in the correct place. That's a really esoteric esoteric reference. Appreciate anyone who gets that one. Um, 
Sykes and Picot are the people who drew all of the lines all over. Sykes and what now? Wanda Sykes, Sykes and Picot. Okay, Wanda Sykes can do anything. She's amazing. <laughs> well, her ancestor drew a bunch of lines all over Syria and Iraq uh, to say which part was French and which part was British. Uh, a few more dominoes fell. And then ISIS. That's basically a summary. Yes, okay. you know. <laughs> what a book you could write. <laughs> Give it 150 years and then ISIS. And we can pretty much all blame it on Sykes and Picot. Anyone who's not named Sykes or Picot would agree that the lines aren't necessarily in the place they should be. But it's quite a big leap to say Africa should be a single country. Could you imagine if Europe was just like, let's just, we're just going to be one country now. It's fine. Ooh. Look, I'm, I'm British. Obviously, I can't imagine that. Um, <laughs> I mean, we, we can't handle fucking baby steps. So, I mean, there's good things and bad things about it all. The ideas, I guess. I'm not going to say I'm a fucking expert on this. I'm not. I'm really not. That's good things and bad things about all the... Are you just fucking with me because of what I said last week about... Placing my ass in the middle like, I mean, I get it. It makes sense. The things that are sad from both sides. (laughs) So that was my feeling then. That Uh I... I don't think it's... The the basic concept I, I find entertaining as a protest. I get it. The underlying sense of pan-africanism i struggle with Mm -hmm. and then i found out that the item that he took from the louvre Uh was from eastern indonesia and at that point you just can't get away with it you can't be like (laughs) we're taking our things back indonesia is the other side of the fucking world how can you possibly claim we're well, taking back what africa needs <laughs> you're just taking anything at that point i, I think it. we need to do <laughs> a bit more research about what we're stealing rather than just being like well looks good enough to me <laughs> i guess it's african. ours now <laughs> <laughs> oh my god people are hilarious so in several different ways, I found this story hilarious. I do yeah. think it needs a little bit more thought. I, I, I appreciate the spirit, but perhaps yeah. there's a little bit more, more planning to, about what exactly you take. Um, you take it. Um, this was one of the stories that I did see. I saw months ago and I'm really glad that I waited because there have been multiple updates where he just keeps going to museums. I mean, we'll see if he keeps doing it and I got updates <laughs> for you in 2021. Just, yeah. Like he just kind of has evolved into like having a kleptomania. Kind of <laughs> He's just like, going wild. Now I just want it. Now I just want to take it. No. I'm also wondering, there is a scene in the Black Panther movie where a character oh, yeah. goes into a museum Michael B. Jordan. Yes. And he takes an item back that is actually his. And then the item that's next to it, well, yeah. not actually his, but actually from <laughs> his people, from the people of Wakanda, right? Uh-huh. And then the item next to it, he's like, now nah, this is just cool as fuck. And he just takes it. That's, <laughs> <I'm> that's, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. This guy 
has unfortunately funny. been inspired <laughs> yeah. by both parts of the scene. By the one that's maybe justified and by the part where he's just like, I mean, that's just fucking cool, so it's mine now. <laughs> this would look amazing with like these pants I have at home. <laughs> this also, this ties into like a general sense of, that I think happens a lot with Pan-Africanism and, and harking back to Africa where people <laughs> like descendants of African people exoticize Africa to such a degree that it's like you realize it can't possibly be the Wakandan utopia that you think it is. Like you hear Americans, African-Americans all the time talk about Back in Africa, my people were kings and queens. Okay, I say it all the time. That's not fair. You hear enough for it to be like a common thing. Back in Africa, my people were kings and queens. And you go, well, realistically, not everyone. The basic concept of a king and a queen means someone not. There's always got to be a lot of peasants. <laughs> sure. But I think it's mostly like the representation of, well, all of this was stolen from us. So there is like this longing for what was yours, but was... And I completely get and respect story, that. You know? Yeah. But let's not build all of Africa into Wakanda because it's not. <laughs> <laughs> sure, no, sure. Otherwise, sure. you're going to end up walking into a museum and taking something from Eastern Indonesia and being like, this is ours. This represents <laughs> our people. This is <laughs> this is the true symbol we need to unite behind. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Just think I through your protest more. a little bit more because overall, <laughs> love the protest. And it makes me giggle in a lot of different ways. I hope he keeps doing it, to be honest. Like, I think he should keep going. He's had, I, I can I tell wanna, you, as an update, so yeah. an update from two weeks ago, he's Ooh. had, uh, he was acquitted in the Marseille case. Okay. He was ordered to pay 1,000 euros to the Kwai Branley, which was the very first one. And, and all these places, ordered... do they get the stuff back? Do they get yeah, the no, he, he's never successfully taken it out. Okay. Oh, no, that's not true. He did once. He took it to a police station. So <laughs> he generally doesn't make it outside of the museum. And the one yeah. time that he did, he walked into a police station. And I mean, so it is clearly a, a political statement. protest. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a lot of respect for it. I'm a big fan. Very uh, much so. I hope doing it i'm like i'm i'm very excited about this and he's in the final case he was ordered to pay uh the louvre five thousand euros in restitution which Ooh. is more restitution than africa's got so <laughs> <laughs> shit yeah <laughs> Yeah, so that's my three stories on because I just feel like this year we've not talked enough great. about yeah. racism being funny. It's, it's, it has <laughs> too much focus oh on all God. the bad racism and not enough on all the funny stuff. <laughs> that's just my all professional the good opinion out there. <laughs> God damn it, dude! Uh, okay. Oh, thank fuck, I'm not white. <laughs> uh, yeah i i mean what can i say sorry i, I agree <laughs> <laughs> no, 
What's on? Hit us with a story. Um, yeah, so I'm going to bring some science into this. Some science. Yeah, because I realized, because I was looking for stories, and I just realized that there's so much, like, scientific discovery that I had no idea about from this year, because it has obviously been so overpowered by everything else going on with coronavirus and Trump and all the bullshit. Um... So, yeah, I just want to talk about a few things. It's not super long or anything, but I just kind of thought it was amazing uh, and promising. So the first one is... Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) The first thing is neurobiologists actually reverse stroke damage using human skin cells. I think that's fucking cool. That is cool. So it's a study that researchers at Lund University in in Sweden uh, that has like opened up a new era in uh, in brain research, and it it gives hope to the people who's been rendered helpless by uh, by strokes. And uh, so the thing is that the researchers successfully transplanted reprogrammed human skin cells into the brain of rats to function like normal nerve cells. Isn't that wild? <laughs> Your face says yes. <laughs> You're like, what? It's, I, I am, mean, don't ask I think me that's questions. Wild. This is all. <laughs> oh, I have 72 questions. <laughs> Let me get down to them. Uh, when was so, this peer reviewed? No. <laughs> <laughs> don't do this to me. Okay. So um, the study says that it's possible to then heal the injury caused by stroke and recreate nerve connections that have been lost, basically. So, I don't know if people know, but most strokes are caused by the clots that block blood flow to one part of the brain, and then it destroys the, the brain cells within, like, a few hours. Yeah. Um, and, and doctors say that if the patient doesn't get the treatment within, like, the first three hours, there's not really anything doctors can do to reverse the damage to the brain. So that is where the revolution of this comes in, basically. At um, this point, I just... I'm sure that everyone knows this, but just in case you don't, fast is the thing to remember for strokes. Both in that you should act fast, but also F-A-S-T. So if you see someone has something weird about their face... In uh-huh. particular, one like side droopy. droops down, yeah. but mm-hmm. it could be anything. That you just notice that something doesn't seem quite right with their face. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. If you ask them to raise their arms and uh-huh. they're unable, they're trying to hold both of them up, but they are unable to hold one or both of them up. Mm-hmm. So you get them to raise both in the air, and then even if they think, they might may think that both are up, but one is actually down. Mm. speech so if their speech is slurring in any kind of way or if they're saying things weirdly they're saying something odd Uh if you have those three things time to call the emergency services immediately and is this just is this for everybody or because uh is this something that um the uh what's it called not effects but the science the signs of this are different uh a lot of the time in women or no? I that's true for heart attacks. That's heart I attacks. I don't okay. know if it's true for strokes. Okay. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Well, thank you for bringing that. That's my little. Uh, need to be reminded. I need to be reminded. Yes. So. That's and seriously, good. call 
as soon as possible because it does yeah. make a difference. Oof. The, yeah. Yeah. Minutes can make Just a difference. Better when it comes safe to a stroke. than sorry. Just absolutely make the call. Um, yeah. So the researchers have uh, used the human skin cells that have been reprogrammed in the laboratory to become nerve cells. And they were then transplanted into the cerebral cortex of rats uh, in the part of the brain that is most often damaged after the stroke. So this is like, this is the beginning of something very important. And um, it makes me hopeful for this because also strokes, like that's a big thing. People get fucking, like so many people have strokes, David. (laughs) It's terrifying. Uh, so yeah, I um, I was just very happy to see those news, and that was from April. That's a really cool story. Yeah, and now I will move on to another scientific discovery, uh, from January. That is, uh, it says, uh, immune discovery may treat all cancer. So yeah, that's a nice clickbaity story, but still. So. I immediately don't believe it. I oh, just sure. don't. Sure. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, no, no. If it says all cancer, then I'm like, no, yeah, I, know, I do I not believe but it. But hear me out. Hear me out. It's not all cancer. Well, we'll get there. Okay. So the Cardiff University team discovered a method, a method of killing prostate, breast, lung, and other cancers in lab tests. So the thing is that our immune system is our body's natural defense against infection, but it also mm-hmm. attacks cancerous cells and the scientists were looking for unconventional and previously discovered ways uh, undiscovered ways that the immune system naturally attacks tumors so it was kind of an accident actually they were looking for something else but what they found was that a t-cell inside people's blood like that can do something amazing and it's an immune cell that can scan the body to assess whether there is a threat that needs to be eliminated. Yeah. So the difference is that one could attack a wide range of cancers, um, including lung, skin, blood, colon, breast, bone, prostate, ovarian, kidney, and cervical cancer cells. Um, And it's just that, you know, they found this T cell and it just has a lot of promise and uh, they just didn't think that this could ever be possible. Uh, but he does say like it is very early stage, but it has amazing potential uh, to be able to basically, you know, attack these cancerous cells. It was not including like more. What was it like? Sorry, I say like a lot right now because I have I'm not used to talking about these things. But <laughs> it's not including the like tumors and stuff. It is uh, specific range of cancers but it's like it's very fucking exciting that they that they found this t-cell in the blood yes and it's like an immune cell that can scan the fucking bot like i just think it's so wild it's very cool also i, I have some talk. questions but i don't I know i cannot whether. answer them whatsoever <laughs> so you're welcome because <laughs> i can say i feel like that's just what t-cells do but it must be like a specific one that's somehow better. Yes. Very that. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to agree with anything I say right now, aren't I you? I wish <laughs> like... I could. I mean, uh, I wish I could give you more. I don't know. 
It's a big thing, David. Don't take this away from me because I will definitely get cancer and I need some hope, okay? Okay, God. then I will not take your hope. <laughs> Don't take it away from me. Your T cells are going to do great. They're going to spill that T cell. I'm sorry about everything I just said. I uh, immediately regret it. <laughs> Again, I understand why you don't want to be white. Okay, so. <laughs> don't, don't blame. <laughs> Your race is not responsible for who you are, okay? That's... Well, well, yeah, that's a nice thought. Okay, so that's my main stories are not very long. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, shall do you do you have more stories? Do you want to go into? Do you have a what the fuck of the year? I do. do you have a, I do. Ooh, okay. I have three. Uh, I have so I have one that I want to go into in a bit of detail. It's entertaining me for a few. Should we? I have. Do, the, do we? Do we do the? So people know that we're going to the weekly I, what the I works? guess we do that, but it's not weekly. So are you prepared for that? Like, have you practiced? Uh, yearly? What the fuck? Wah, 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 wah. So. Okay. <laughs> what you got? There's a few. I've been, I've been saving a few stories as we've, uh, over the year. Okay. And there's a few headlines that i think are entertaining but i also want to go a bit deeper into into an actual story and i wasn't really okay. sure if this was going to be this is absolutely in no way the most what the fuck thing of the year my actual story i want to talk about i'll get into that in a moment <laughs> a few things that i did see this year that you probably haven't heard uh <laughs> what you got one in bali at a university students were allowed to pay their tuition with coconuts. Did you see I that? I think I read that at some point. That's hilarious. Just allowed to go out and collect coconuts, which I would love to do for my student debt. Oh that my was, uh, God. That was one thing. If I, I saw... could pay back my loans in coconuts, I mean, it would still be kind of an issue because I don't, you know, it would it would be coconuts, but. I, I mean, I don't know where you're going to get many coconuts in Denmark, but. That's the <laughs> um, thing, yeah. Uh, going all the way back either so what? that's true <laughs> going all the way back to january 6th 2020 mm -hmm. oh we were so naive <laughs> so so, so naive stupid <laughs> and a story that is just ready to disgust and or heartwarm you and i'm just not sure which <laughs> I'm excited in now. san diego a local san strip diego. club gave out nearly 150 tents to the homeless why would that why would that disgust me? The tents are branded with Deja Vu Showgirls. <laughs> they handed out branded Again, why would that disgust me? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I want one. How do I get one? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to camp, but I want a tent with strippers, with strippers <laughs> on it. Or exotic dancers. I'm sorry. I don't know what what they want to hear. I mean, this news article from a reputable source, <laughs> ABC 10, San Diego News, said, oh. they just said strippers. <laughs> but I think that's fine. Like, that's not a bad word, is it? I I have no idea. But no. the idea that <laughs> there's just something dystopian about adverts for a strip club 
being the thing that houses homeless people. But you know that what? That is, is it, it better sense. than no tent? Yes. Yeah, is it okay? No. Why is it not okay? I'm confused. Like giving out tents to the homeless? Why yeah, with better? advertising to their strip club. This is Whatever. not- <laughs> Whatever. What is the, like, okay. Okay, I I don't even. <laughs> the kids need to know anyway. You know, the, you know who are? Why are we? Fuck it. Seriously, we have buses in Denmark with naked tits on them that encourages people to go get their tits done. I don't give a fuck about tents that advertises for strippers. Like they like they're yeah, it's work. They need the money. So do we all. I'm comfortable. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's separate the two things. Any business advertising on tents that they give to the homeless. <laughs> is it, ignore the fact that it's a strip club. Let's simply talk about a business deciding, uh-huh. is it better that these homeless people have tents? Yes. Yes. Is it a dystopian reality in which sure. the only way these people get tents is that a business decides to advertise on the yeah. side of them. Sure, sure. That we can that we can talk about. Does it add a little more entertainment that it's for a strip club? Yes, but Absolutely. that's not my... <laughs> I'm not taking like a, a moral high ground on the strip club. I'm taking a moral <laughs> high ground on the dystopian world that is existing here. And uh, to bring it back a little bit with a little bit of cuteness... The president of Portugal saved two drowning women back in. I've actually Is this a new this story? This, I yes. felt like we very quickly went away. Back in August. Okay. The president of Portugal was out for a swim. He came across two drowning women and he saved their lives. Good. I feel like that's kind of cool. That's cool. Who did you say? The president of Portugal. Oh, okay. Well. So, uh, Did he have like sexy politician a media assistant like next to me? No, get this, <laughs> get this. No, just no. record this. He was just out. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a genuinely heartwarming story uh, of a president being a really fun, good yeah. swimmer. That was yeah, a- very good. Oh, I also read that Tina Fey like saved this family from drowning because she was. Did she have a social media person on her? Probably. <laughs> Like she was in the she was in the summer house something somewhere and she could yeah. hear somebody yell for help but like they couldn't see her family and her couldn't like see what was happening but they were sure that they heard something so they just called the police and it was apparently this like I don't know if it was a drowning family or a drowning person or something but they were rescued because like wait so she didn't been- even save. Uh, no, she so didn't jump called. in because she didn't know where the thing was coming. Yeah, the from. president of Portugal jumped in himself and dragged these women I'm out. Not so he Tina is better Faye's than better. Tina Fey. Fuck okay, Tina Fey. Fuck Tina Fey. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm taking a stand. Okay. <laughs> Against Tina. Oh, okay. Well, you're allowed to. I mean. <laughs> anyway, all of those stories are much more what the fucky than my actual. Maybe not. I don't know. But the <laughs> my favorite story of this year is from mm. Denmark. Wow, can we really claim that kind of pride? And 
It's about an epidemic that has struck all over Denmark. Is it racism or sexism? That DR, <laughs> neither. That DR, that DR is like the equivalent of the BBC. It's the state's uh-huh. uh, the biggest uh, for any national, listeners who, yeah, yeah the yeah. biggest national reporter in Denmark. Mm. The um, Reported on back in July. And for context, July, we were already well in the middle of 2020 where... Uh-huh. All of the news was focused on the same three stories. We'd already had the first lockdown uh, in Denmark. And this is when DR felt the need to talk about this shocking, shocking matter that was striking all over Denmark. What was it? Tell me, David. (laughs) Parents. Oh, no. Want their children under 18 to be tattooed. What? This has happened all over Denmark. What? Tattoo artists all over Denmark are complaining about their shocking treatment by parents who want their children to get tattoos. I'm so confused. Is it like a specific tattoo? <laughs> are they getting branded? What the fuck is this? The kids want to get the tattoos. It okay. is in Denmark illegal, as it is in most places, for people under 18 to get tattoos. Mm-hmm. But the kids decide they want them, and the parents are unable to accept that their child cannot have what they want. Ugh. It's described as curling on a new level, which I need to explain a little bit for our non Danish oh, listeners. Sure, sure, yeah. Curling is the Danish term for helicopter parents. So a parent who is too involved in their child's life. And I think it's a term that we really should pick up in English because it's so much better than helicopter parents. It's a great term because if you know curling the sport, you you see like the people uh, clearing the path with the with the brooms and like me 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 and uh so this little ball or whatever. Throw a stone down. I don't watch curling, you can hear that. But then it just kind of slides easily through life. While the parents are doing the the brooming, so it can slide through. Wow, the Winter I, Olympic sport. Should that I do no sports? One... <laughs> <laughs> Curling, the Winter Olympic sports that no one watches outside of the Winter Olympics. Um, <laughs> it's true. Where you throw a stone down an ice chute and try yeah. to knock other stones out the way and hit the closest thing to the middle of a target. Oh, that's what they do. Okay. And the parents are described as trying to knock every stone out of their child's way, which yeah. I think is a much better phrase than helicopter parents. What does the helicopter it's, thing mean? It's that they're always hovering above, but it doesn't quite oh. describe... It's not as fun. ...the same level of knocking obstacles out of the way of and your child. clearing the path, yeah. And yeah, yeah like the, yeah. the curling works better. It's anyway. another vision. Yeah, a visual. It, it works better, I agree. So... This was apparently enough of a problem that tattoo parlors all over Denmark were complaining about parents being aggressive towards them because they wouldn't break the law and tattoo the children. They said, the parents say, it's strange that you aren't willing to do this. It's my child. And then the children get fucking angry. They say, fuck you and fuck your store. But that's what the law is. the article? 
It says this in the article on what? DR, which is also what great. Oh my god. They have really heartfelt stories from all of these tattoo artists who are complaining about the extreme level of abuse they're getting oh because god. they're getting inquiries several times a week. Uh. And 27 of th- 33 tattoo artists uh, around Denmark said they are getting several tattoos, uh, several requests a week to tattoo uh, children under 18. Okay, well. And in some of those cases, the parents are getting incredibly abusive when they're unwilling to do it. And I just... (laughs) (laughs) I like this for a few reasons. I like it because it's just funny. (laughs) that parents are getting so aggressive that they're so engaged like getting a tattoo is meant to be your rebellious thing that you do to strike out your parents and the idea that these parents are so supportive of their child's every need that they're being verbally abusive to the people who won't break the is there's just something beautiful in that yeah 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 i also love that it was we were deep in 2020 at this stage mm-hmm. and DR was like, this is, this was a big enough problem to be on the front page. I didn't d- dig deep. I saw this back in June on the <laughs> front page of wow. Denmark's national broadcaster. They were like, okay. this is the most important thing to talk about this right now. This is pressing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So that is my, <laughs> it's kind of a gentle what the fuck, but I think it's my favorite story of the year. That's pretty cool. Um, you know it's what not as wild. Sorry. It's, it's not as wild as, you know, we've had some great stories. I mm. think your story about the Brazilian uh, oh, politician, was, mother, and a, adopter, mother, and marrier. And also oh, and, like and murderer. P- all in one. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that was, was wild, David. That was a wild ride. Uh, we got a lot of uh, good comments for that one. I was very excited to tell it also. <laughs> but you know, the story that you just told, it kind of reminds me, I think it was this year. Because obviously, I don't, I don't know what this year, if it was last year or three years ago. But at some point, I think this year... It was a big thing in Denmark that parents wanted the school photos to be photoshopped of their kids. I heard about that as well. Wait, did we talk about that on the podcast? I don't think so. I think it was before our time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, they wanted to photoshop out the acne or something, you know. It is horrifying. Like, it kind of crushes my heart a little bit fucking curling parents pushing it's uh it's wild but it yeah but also i guess it's also just a an expression of how much pressure there is to be so beautiful and be perfect and have the right clothes and have the right skin and have the right like all these things now it's like there was some pressure i feel like when i was a child but like the level of pressure now is incomprehensible i feel like to me um yeah. i just feel so bad for the kids who are growing up with social media and all this shit because i i mean what i got an, uh, a nokia when i was 
12, 13 or something. And I could play Snake. I mean, that's pretty that young. Was, yeah. For our that generation, young. that's pretty young. Get off my back. My mom just died, okay? That was... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Play the fucking Trump card. <laughs> yes. I make a hey, gentle I comment about allowed, it's... <laughs> I am allowed to play that card. Because, you know, obviously, that's the only fucking joy I get out of this okay, is that I can make people I mean, uncomfortable. With, yeah. So. <laughs> sure, you can take my Pokemon cards and you can fucking. <laughs> oh, your mom died? Okay, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, but, oh my God, having social media as a teenager. I mean, I got Facebook when I was 17 or 18. I, I, uh, six, 17? And. I still kind of hope, like, I would have wished today that 17, like, I was in my 20s before I got that because there's still some stupid-ass pictures and all this shit I wrote. Like, Facebook reminds me of dumb, ridiculous, I love just it. ignorant shit I said. Like, I oh, my God, it. you said this 12 years ago. Like, why are you showing me this? Well, but also thank you for reminding me so I can delete it because it's mortifying. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, oh, you want to hear my yearly what the fucks? I absolutely do. Okay. Okay. I feel like we didn't talk enough about the fact that there were literally like UFOs uh, on video that the Pentagon showed us. And we we're like, yeah, we're busy. <laughs> like, I don't feel like it was, it really had a lot of attention. I don't maybe- feel like we had the capacity to deal with aliens. <laughs> with aliens. <laughs> I agree. It I was, feel like it was beyond my capacity, at least. There. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> and this was from July, you know? Uh, and it was... Yeah, what was it? Oh, this is a boring article. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad that we didn't bring this earlier because the first few episodes of this podcast... Uh-huh. If you listen to it, it didn't seem like it. But if you just look at the, like, some of the stories that we brought, it did seem like we were a podcast that was just <laughs> spreading fake news. Like, some of the stories <laughs> seemed like we, like it was all real. But when you just read the headline, it came across as like, oh, they're really into celebrities and stories that clearly didn't happen. Yeah. Why aren't they lying if you actually I, listened we were attacking the stories that didn't happen lie to you okay i mean maybe you wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> don't say that david you would never i would never lie about the news on the i don't know what's the food recipe book <laughs> i don't know thing anyway so ufos and shit and this former pentagon dude eric davis told the times that you know he briefed the u.s department of defense in march about the retrieval of quote off-world vehicles not made on this earth and so why are we not talking about this (laughs) that's wild but i feel like a guy like this comes out every year saying that but they... there's videos <laughs> the change yeah but there's videos you can't all the... fuck with videos <laughs> like 60 years ago there were paintings and then there were photographs now there's videos yeah 
Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's just wild. Okay, I have another one. Okay. Another one. A gigantic star, two million times brighter than the sun, disappeared. Did you hear about this? Because I, did I sure didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, scientists were studying a star in a dwarf galaxy some 75 million light years away from ours when it suddenly just was not there anymore. That's I mean, fucking weird. I can explain this immediately. Ugh. Ugh. You won't. <laughs> there was a smudge on the telescope. <laughs> Finally, the cleaning Front person did their news. fucking job. And now God everyone's it, like, Steven, oh. It went miss. Guys, come on. Come on. So the thing is that normally when a star much larger than the sun reaches the end of its life, it erupts into an enormous supernova explosion. And the possibility in this case is that the star never recovered from its outburst, but instead collapsed into a black hole without going supernova. Meaning that it potentially just created like a black hole measuring 85 to 120 times the mass of Earth's sun. Do you know what doesn't create a supernova? A smudge on the telescope. <laughs> so. <laughs> You're fucking ridiculous. Look, I get it. Sometimes you make mistakes. You tell oh your friends God. about this really cool thing and then you're in too yeah. deep when you realize yeah. and you've got to go, yeah. Oh, fuck, how am I going to explain this? I've done that before. I've 100% said something. Oh, oh, no. No, guys, I I had seen an eagle when I was out on my walk. I promise. (laughs) Totally. I do have a girlfriend in Canada. I just can't show you her right now. And then you've got to lie and make up for it. Oh my god! Because you didn't clean the telescope properly. Pissed right now. <laughs> I caught him. Now mm-hmm. they need to come clean. Can I have a my? Okay, I had to. Um, I had to include this little what the fuck, and it was from this week, <laughs> but it's also like I know this is a yearly roundup of what we didn't talk about you needed to put in a little christmas needed, what the fuck i think that's i fair. need a little christmas what the fuck that's how you know i i just felt like this is so fucking weird and gross <laughs> and it's not <laughs> like it's weird it's and gross just, enough to count as a yearly what the fuck even it's though it's from so, this week i just looked at it oh, it's so funny so the title is police shut down christmas mall kiosk after intoxicated santa Mrs. Claus and Elf had threesome in public. (laughs) Are you okay? (laughs) I... I, I've got a lot of respect. I've got to say... Merry Christmas! Look. (laughs) They knew what they wanted. And they they took it. it. Mm -hmm. And I think in this year of all years, we can respect Mm. that. God bless us. Everyone. (laughs) God bless America. I'm assuming this is America. Did you say... Oh, sure. sure. Like, I feel like this is just a game. I I assume (laughs) it is. Um, So, I only have two quotes. 
Miss Claus was sitting on Santa's lap, moaning and groaning while he had his pants down and while we waited in line, one shock parent told reporters. Like they didn't even go to the back of the grotto. It was just no. right there. Yeah. Right smack dab. And how much meth had they had? Well, okay, so I will show you a picture. <laughs> Wait. Because I can't see myself right now. Wait a second. Whoa. Nope. Yeah. Are you ready? Okay. So for our audience here, <laughs> the answer to how much meth they had had is is yes. Is is some probably. The I don't know what enough. they had. I also feel like these pictures that are in this this article, it's not very flattering, and I can't. Like I think saying not very flattering is fucking generous. I know. <laughs> like, it's you know, but I don't maybe they're they have a tough life and everything. So I it's a like it's three hilarious pictures that look like somebody is like doing a bit, you know, but uh but also they just maybe look like this and that's not their you know, that's I don't know. <laughs> it just looks so funny. It looks fucking hilarious. Anyway, so the elf this is a quote. Yeah. <laughs> the elf started masturbating under his trousers and fondling Mrs. Claus's breasts, as well as French kissing Santa Claus at the same time, uh, one offended shopper reported. I like that they add in offended. <laughs> like, like, oh my god! <laughs> like, uh. we need to be clear to you that this person was not enjoying the show; they were offended. <laughs> they talked to those you could have been, who had a good time. <laughs> you could have been confused from the quote because it was it, it was neutral, but mm. they were very unhappy. They were only enjoying it very little, almost not <laughs> at all. Thank you for bringing that into my life. You're I, welcome, uh, baby. I appreciate it. Yeah. No, but I felt like you had a long day. You were stuck on the bus That's because it ran bus. out of battery. <laughs> so I felt Don't like you needed up, okay? this. You needed it, David. So here it is. Merry here Christmas. in Copenhagen. My gift to you. For our Did listeners, it. here in Copenhagen, we have electric buses. And uh, as I've said before, I've previously worked with sustainability. I have historically been a fan of electric vehicles. Not At the today, point that bitch. your bus <laughs> runs out of battery, you start to question, maybe electric vehicles aren't that great. Maybe it's time to have the real conversation we need to have about burning the planet down so that I get taken home <laughs> instead of having to walk. That's the real conversation the world needs to have. And let's do that in 2021. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> What an end note. Right? <laughs> like, that was beautiful. That was so oh smooth. Oh my God, we're all going to die, aren't we? The answer is Okay, yes. I already brought in the music and that was like a beautiful, had such a beautiful end note <laughs> until you said we're all going to die. But I feel like that is very much the summary of 2020. <laughs> I mean, we would not be honest. That was not the end note. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening this year. Uh, yes. We've really appreciated the audience that we've got. And yes. we will see you in 2021. Can't wait. Take care.